0: really hard to have confidence in God sometimes, whether it be because of the friends that we're hanging out with, past experiences that have led us to doubt Him, or simply put, you don't even know if He exists. Well, friend, I want you to know that you're not alone, and I myself have had times where I wasn't confident in God. So that's why I created the Confidence Workshop, where together we are gonna go to God's word and learn more about who he is and why we can be confident in him. I am so excited to invite you. You can sign up today, and the link is in my bio. so thankful to welcome you to the Have You Heard podcast. I am your host Emma Mae McDaniel and this is going to be such a good conversation today. We are talking about feelings, emotions. How do we navigate those? Are they good? Are they bad? What does it look like to operate through them in a healthy way? What does it look like to view them in the way that God actually designed for us to look at them and Process them and feel them. And to have this incredible conversation, we have Mac and Kins from Delight Ministries from For the Girl, and I am so honored to have them on the podcast. So, friends, without further ado, grab your headphones and let's get into the Word. Welcome! I'm so glad to have you here. Oh, um, yes. we so excited! <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> it is so fun. You know those conversations that you're just really looking forward to? This is one of those. Mm -hmm. And those people who it just feels really easy to talk to them, y'all are some of those people. And so I'm just really grateful to have y'all on. And I feel like Mm -hmm. this is going to be a conversation where I wish would last forever. And I'm going to be sad (laughs) when we have to call it a show. But to kick off our time together, introduce yourselves. How did you meet, become best friends? How did For the Girl and Delight Ministries get kicked off and is where it is today, let people know a little bit about who y'all are and what you do.
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Take it away. <laughs> okay. So we always have to get in rhythm. There's three of us. We're like, <laughs> and then, I get yes. <laughs> So Mac and I are best friends. We actually met in college. Um, We're both named Mackenzie and our moms overheard, uh, or Mac's mom overheard her call Mackenzie in the cafeteria and then they forced us to meet because we simply had the same name and it was so funny. We were probably just like... All caught up in our feelings, honestly. We're talking about feelings today, but probably a little prideful, probably a little insecure, probably a little nervous, Mm -hmm. and we were like, uh. Thanks, Mom, for this introduction. Anyway, we (laughs) barely hung out our freshman year, but we decided to grab dinner at the end of our freshman year and talk about conversations that you're just so looking forward to and conversations Mm. that are so life-giving. This was one of those. Like It was over this dinner date that we were like, oh my gosh, this is what friendship is all about and just felt so seen and loved and empowered through this friendship and After that, we just kept it going and we decided to start a Bible study together. And then there was such a need for something like this, like Christ centered community on college campuses for just women. And so honestly, just naturally and spontaneously, yeah. it grew on other campuses. We've been doing that for 10 years now, which is crazy. It's a, a national organization now on over yeah. 200 universities nationwide, which is so awesome. And then for the girls, yeah. honestly, our little outlet to get to do more ministry. To, to
1: mm-hmm. We have a
2: podcast. We write Bible studies, one of which we're going to be talking about today but we get to just actively do ministry together, which is like such our heartbeat. And honestly, I think why God brought us together.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's incredible. I love that. I actually like, I just think it's so cool because one of my best friends was a part of Delight Ministries on her college campus and she was in Tennessee and Delight Ministries was on my college campus and I went to college in Virginia. And it's just so cool to see how... God really does broaden your sphere of influence Mm. for the glory of his name and places you may have never been to and girls you may have never met are Mm. growing in their walk with the Lord and are coming to genuinely know who God is and Mm. grow in love with his word because y'all met for dinner one night and decided <laughs> to start a bible study and decided to keep saying yes to God and mm. he's doing what only he can do in and through you. That is so powerful. What a
2: friendship.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: It feels like that. Yeah. It's like yeah, mar- it's like a different type of marriage. We're a true kingdom yeah. <laughs> partnership
1: and it's really fun. That's yeah, so, so
0: good. Oh, mm. that's so good. Mac, what about you?
1: Yes. Okay. So, I mean, it's just been the most incredible 10 years. So we've been doing this for 10 years, which is insane. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it was really funny. Just the, I don't think we had any clue or any idea what was ahead for us or what was in store for us kind of when we when we met each other. And we just said mm-hmm. yes. And I love that just those like little small steps of obedience are... um so often are followed by these huge moves of God that you can't even fathom, yeah. you can't even imagine. And that like, sometimes all, is it, all it takes is that one little simple yes that you feel like doesn't matter. Uh, that that prayer that you feel like doesn't matter, that uh, hard decision you make that you think, oh, this isn't gonna like matter in the grand scheme of my life, but they so matter. And so, I don't know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's just when talking to college women, especially, I love to just say like, hey, the prayers that you're praying The conversations that you're having, the choices you're making, uh, the ways that you're spending your Friday nights, the ways that you're spending your Tuesday mornings, like matter so much. And God is working and God is moving. And will you steward Mm -hmm. them for his kingdom? And will you not waste them? Because they really do matter so much. And I don't know. I just think Ken's and I's friendship has gotten to be a testimony to that and has been the most Mm -hmm. fun journey as well. Like the most fun Wild ride full of dreams come true, full of very hard Mm -hmm. moments, but full of incredible, Mm -hmm. incredible moments where we've just been like laughing our heads off together and just being in awe of the goodness of God. Mm
0: -hmm. Isn't friendship such a gift? (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) it is such a gift.
0: And the fact that you'll write Bible studies which typically get used by a girl or two or three inviting other girls into a space, into their home. And friendships get established through that. Through y'all's friendship, more friendships are forming. And that's so sweet to me because community is just essential. But so today we're talking about feelings, getting all up in our feels. (laughs) And I figured what a better way to start this conversation than to simply ask how do we navigate feelings because sometimes they really can feel like this crazy maze and can feel a little confusing and so this like could be answered in one word or maybe like a whole spiel but how do we navigate the thing we call emotions (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Well, I think we could spend hours talking about this. Um, But this is something that over the last couple of years, we have just both become so passionate about. And the reason that we got so passionate about it in particular was we work with college women day in and day out. And I have just seen so many women in love with Jesus one day, on fire for him, ready to follow him to the ends of the earth. And then the next day gets so swept up in their feelings like something happens, whether it be heartbreak, whether it be um, anxiety, whether it be depression, whether it be loneliness, whether it be just sadness from something really hard in their life. And suddenly... uh, who God is begins to change in their life because of this very temporary and fleeting feeling. And I think so often the truth of our generation is we're a generation that lets our feelings tell us more about who we are than who our God says we are. And so in that way, Ken's yeah, and I were kind yeah. of just like, frustrated with feelings we were like oh feelings are the worst like they're the worst because they steal so much from us so often and they lead us down yeah. paths that aren't good but on the flip side when you look at scripture and you dig into scripture uh you find that Jesus even himself had so many feelings he felt all of the things that we feel on a day-to-day basis but he was able to take those feelings to his father in heaven. And those Mm -hmm. feelings often led to these incredible moments that we see that he has all throughout scripture. Um, It was, you know, sadness that could lead him to compassion or to celebration. It was um, anger that led him to do healings often. All these different cool feelings that actually essentially led him somewhere. And so as Ken and I kind of went on our own journey of at first hating feelings and wanting everybody to stop feeling, (laughs) we (laughs) realized that there's actually something so beautiful in feelings. Feelings as designed and created by God are actually invitations for us to experience him deeper and to live out the calling that he's placed in our life even more deeply. And so they're actually so cool. So I guess the short answer to that question is we got to process our feelings with Jesus. Yep, We can't do it on our own. We can't do it on social media. We can't do it just like gossiping with friends. We got to process them at the feet of Jesus. And that's just where I would always start with that.
0: (laughs) This is so good.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just so real, right? Feelings have become such a huge part of just our conversations these days which is so cool because we're so much more open to mm-hmm. vulnerable com- vulnerable community and authentic conversation yeah. and I actually remember when we first started Delight like, one of our core values was has, and it still is was vulnerability and it was really funny because <laughs> eventually it was like this very innovative word something nobody talked about and then all of a sudden because people were really uncomfortable with it this was like 10 yeah. years ago when we wrote the book and then I remembered this huge shift like where we're like oh this like comes so naturally to everybody now like should we not even yeah. use this word it's like overspoken about but um yeah it's just huge and so prevalent right now so yeah. it was an honor to get to speak to this generation you know
0: that's so that's so good and I think to bring just to bring some clarity to vulnerability because I think sometimes we see vulnerability like what you were saying as just sharing with people who don't even know you personally. Like I'm just, I'm sharing everything for everybody to know. And while there is a level of beauty to that, like praise God, you're not hiding things. Like (laughs) I'm so thankful that you're, that you're willing to be open, Mm. but there are, I think there's beauty and boundaries to vulnerability. Whereas like it's with trusted people, trusted community that I'm walking with and, doing life with and I'm sharing with them and I'm going to Jesus with my difficult Mm -hmm. things and I'm processing through those things and I'm walking in step with his spirit and I'm letting his word dictate because then when I am in public spaces I'm given discernment and wisdom based on the father and based on time of godly community that I'm able to be vulnerable in a way that's appropriate in the big public spaces and it's not like I'm counting on myself to process through things in a space that may not be appropriate for it so I love that you said that and I love that y'all are helping bring clarity to the confusion that can surround the topic of emotion because Mm -hmm. I know for myself somewhere along the way I noticed that I started to feel bad for being angry mm. and I started to feel bad for feeling annoyed. Mm. And I think, I think that just with my journey in the Lord and how he's so gracious and kind and through conversations with my trusted people and through mm. counseling, I, it's been made aware to me of like, wait, anger isn't bad to be annoyed is normal for me to feel guilty for feeling angry is actually not doing me any good but I I think that I'm safe to say I'm not the only one especially as a believer for whenever we feel something that's not cheerfulness it's Mm -hmm. easy to have a negative connotation with emotions that aren't cheerful if you if you know what I'm saying yeah. and so I was excited to ask you guys like have you ever felt bad for feeling an emotion that wasn't a quote-unquote like positive one?
2: <laughs>
1: yes. Oh my gosh
2: yes <laughs> this is so huge for us actually our whole study is about these eight core emotions and some of these emotions that we experience don't sound good, like a lot yeah. of them. And when we were starting to write this study... Well, seven of the
1: eight of them, you would probably consider a negative emotion, which is crazy. Wow. Of the eight core emotions, our culture has defined That's seven right. of them as negative, which is crazy. Yeah. I think
2: That's so interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we were like, okay, to be honest, we were like, how is this... is this really true? Like how can anger be like positive and a really healthy thing sometimes or things like guilt, things like shame, things like sadness. And, Mm. and the truth is though that they are like, for example, when you're angry, that means that you have like deep passion. Like a lot of Mm. people who we know and love and appreciate Jesus himself, he's thrown over tables. He's Getting mad at people, like, because and out of anger, out of passion for like to see justice and out of passion to see healing in other people's lives. And then even sadness, like sadness, I'm an Enneagram 7 and I'm like, I don't ever want to feel sad. I'm like (laughs) running away from the emotion altogether. But when you're sad. When you're sad, it really means that you're experiencing like the depth of life that you are loving people so well Mm
1: -hmm. that you
2: like, you really do feel sad at times when maybe they're going through something or when you lose something and yeah, yeah, all these emotions have such healthy underlining reasons and really healthy
1: ways that they can show in your life. Yeah. 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 I would say for me, oh my goodness, I have just like always been the girl who could keep my emotions in check, in check in quotes, (laughs) because I just always thought that, um, expressing any sort of negative emotion must be a weakness. You know, if I admit that I'm hurting that shows weakness and, and I don't want people to see that. Like, so I, I think I have gotten really good. And I would say probably a lot of us have gotten really good at feeling an emotion, naming it as negative, and then doing whatever we can to get rid of it. And oftentimes that just looks like suppressing it, ignoring it, putting it a bow on it, you know, just like doing, yeah. doing anything we can to avoid the feeling. And What we kind of found and what I just so believe is woven all throughout scripture is that in every feeling, there's actually an invitation from Jesus himself for us to experience something that really matters, that so matters, that is not to be skipped over and that it's actually going to, you're actually going to be able to encounter more of who Jesus is if you feel the feeling, if you let yourself feel it. If you let yourself feel annoyed and then you ask, you go, you take that to Jesus and you say, Jesus, help me understand why I'm feeling annoyed because there's Mm -hmm. probably something like our feelings are almost that check engine light that tell us like what's going on inside. So they're not to be ignored. They're not to be like pushed aside or buried underneath a million other things. They're actually to be assessed and to be dug into and to be looked at from different angles and, In it, I just believe that we can almost hear God's voice even clearer if we're not numbing out our emotions, but we're actually saying, okay, I'm feeling this feeling. God, what is going on inside of me? Can you help translate this so that I can walk in fullness of life with you and not just cover this emotion with what I perceive as a happy emotion that oftentimes Mm -hmm. is just a cheap version of what true joy is. And so, A hundred percent I have been the person who's like, I can't feel that and run away from it, suppressed it, and then seen it kind of blow up in my own heart often.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that I feel like that's gonna encourage so many people. Not only all the encouragements that y'all are providing regarding what to do with your emotions and the beauty of them, but also I think a lot of people tuning in to this episode are going to be so encouraged to know that they're not alone. Like, Mm. oh, you felt that way too? There's something so huge about that to just know I'm not the only one. I'm not crazy. Someone else has experienced that. So thank you for sharing that. Something that y'all talk about in your Bible study is feelings becoming sour. And something that I love that you just said is we it's important that we feel our feelings and that we assess them and that we take them to the Lord. But I love that you didn't say we let them dictate our decision. We let them control where we go or who we are or how we treat people. But also you didn't say we don't numb them. We don't put them under a rug. We don't pretend like they're not there or try and erase them. You said we assess them. And so I wanted to ask you, like, how do we not get numb to our feelings or let our feelings control us. And what do you mean by like they become sour? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I was going to say before we jump into that, cause I'll let Ken address the sour, but, um, we had this in the first, um, first week of the book, we talk about the difference in feelers and stuffers. And I feel like most people can associate mm. with being one or the other. So, you know, the feelers, they are like, I love to sit and talk about my feelings and like love a good cry (laughs) session and like love it all. They're just like love the language of feelings and vulnerability and all the things and like they're – typically the people that get stuck in their feelings that start defining themselves by their feelings that like mm-hmm. can't break free from the feeling and then you have the pendulum to the other side and those are our stuffers and they are like feelings are weakness i cannot feel anything i am just a steady horse that just trucks along they bury feelings they do all the things and that's the two pendulum sides and neither one are healthy. <laughs> neither one yeah, is like that is ultimately caused to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> neither <laughs> one, and so um, there is beauty in both, and and bringing some of the the more positive pieces of those things to the middle, and allowing yourself yeah. to feel the feeling, but allowing yourself to not get stuck in the feeling. And that's so good. And that's really what we want to help women do is kind of like find that middle ground of like hey, I don't ignore my feelings, I don't suppress them, but I also don't define myself by them. And I don't like let them control my every move and my every thought, and my every decision. Because if you do either one of them, if you stuff them or if you get stuck in them and feel them to your core, this is when they turn sour. And I'll let Ken share about the sour side of the feelings. <laughs> yes, it's so real
2: though. And it, it was fun writing a book I, both Mac and I kind of being on those different sides of the spectrum. I feel like Mac probably... Wait, that's fine. Yeah, she leans more of the, the stuffer, and I'm yes. probably more of the feeler, so we were trying to find this middle ground the whole way through, and it was, it was really fun. But yeah, I feel like all, like, again, these eight core emotions they can be this beautiful thing like there's this really beautiful invitation into healing and redemption and to embrace your father to increase your faith to grow in passion like when you're angry but then yeah sometimes they they definitely grow sour and I think that's when Mm -hmm. yeah we just get stuck in them like really really stuck in them and I I feel like one of the, the best Stories that stood out to me as I was writing this study was the story of Joseph and his brothers. Mm. Um, We talked about the feeling of being hurt, um, which is so relevant. I feel like I get hurt all the time by whether it's friends or a text message or my parents miscommunicating something. I don't even know, but I really resonated with this story in Mm. scripture. It was like how his brothers. Um, you see, they just felt really overlooked by their dad, Jacob. They were just like, gosh, we don't feel like you are totally favoriting Joseph. And I feel really hurt by this. But they didn't say that they felt hurt. When you read the scripture, you don't even really see that. You really see what we call the sour side of hurt, which is resentment. When you resent somebody Mm. or something. And I feel that in my life and it's so real and honestly most of the time I'm not like oh my gosh Mac whatever you said it really hurt me most of the time I just grow resentful towards her like that's my first response and so yeah as we read this story I was like wait maybe his brothers aren't so terrible maybe they're not as mean at first glance when I read this story like Maybe they're just really hurt. And there's... Mm-hmm. There's so much redemption there. Like mm-hmm. as soon as I, I wrote this in the study, I was like, I feel like if they would have sat down in a therapy session, the therapist almost automatically would have been like, whoa, you're lashing out, you're selling your brother to slavery. Like he, the therapist probably would have been able to see through their resentment, but mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment, they just couldn't see it themselves. And so I just learned so much through reading scripture in this way. I, you know, like at scripture sometimes and it probably has a bad rap of being like emotionless like Mm -hmm. we're like it's just this old ancient book that doesn't speak to feelings and then I dug in and I started reading these stories and I was like oh my gosh they felt the same things and that's how I respond too like it might have more drama in there sometimes but I'm honestly just as dramatic and (laughs) yeah it really resonated with me but each one of these emotions they can turn sour, sour really, really fast, and yeah. I find myself in, in that boat all the time.
1: This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by...
0: excited to tell you about this awesome paid sponsorship that I'm getting to do with Faithful Counseling. Speaking from experience, I truly believe that counseling is a means by which we can learn to live out the freedom that we already have through Christ. It's a safe place to process. It's a safe place to call out the lies that we've been believing and replace them with the truth of God's word. Friend, you were not made to go about life alone. Faithful Counseling is a worldwide online available counseling service that is convenient and accessible via Instagram messaging, phone calls, or even video chat. Through Faithful Counseling, you can meet with professional licensed counselors who have over 3,000 hours of practice in their respective state. Using the link provided below, you can get 10% off your first month of counseling. That's faithfulcounseling.com slash MMA slash. You were made to walk in freedom. You were not designed to operate out of a place of shame. And there are people willing and able to walk alongside you and help you experience this reality for yourself. I think it's amazing that you're talking about how how encouraging scripture is not only in the fact that we can see God's story and his mission and how we're a part of it and we can see how he's worked in the lives of people and how he literally sent his one and only son like we like we glean so much from the word of God and it is alive and active today but in that we also learn about the beauty of emotions and mm-hmm. something that I loved my professor said in college was that The Bible consists of real people, real places, real events, and real history. And I think we forget that sometimes. Like, we think it's just stories with characters, and we see Joseph's brothers lashing out, and yeah, they were just livid and decided to sell him. And it's like, you forget they were real people, and like, no, they actually probably did feel overlooked and did wish their father... Loved them more. And I love that you're also going to Genesis because I've just finished reading through Genesis and it's one of my favorites because it's so full of stories. Mm -hmm, And something I noticed that I thought was so interesting was how Abraham... And um, Isaac, they both were approached by Abimelech, and they went into Egypt with their wives, and they lied, saying that Abraham said that Sarah was his sister, and then Isaac said that Rebekah was his sister, and when actuality, they were their wives. And whenever, like, word gets out that actually they are not their sisters, they're their wives— the Ab- Abimelech, he asked them like, why did you almost cause me to sin by sleeping mm-hmm. with your wives? Like, why would you do that? Why did you lie? And then they, both of them respond and say, and they said, I was afraid. Mm-hmm. I was afraid that you would kill me. And I just thought, that's so interesting that like, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm just going to lie today and tell them that my wife is my sister,' but. I, I'm going to lie because I'm allowing this feeling of fear to become mm-hmm. sour and dictate what I do. And out of like basically a protection of myself, I'm going to lie about it. And yeah. so I think that yeah. is so interesting. Like, let's go a little deeper here. What's really going on? Oh, I'm afraid. And yeah. then I love, this leads to my next question. Like, like, whenever you say that Jesus offers us himself and he he wants to invite us to grow closer to him and who he's called us to be through being honest about our emotions can you go into that a little bit like what is he offering us mm-hmm. what is that invitation whenever we are willing to be honest even when it's uncomfortable that this is how I'm feeling Jesus I'm just being honest before you yeah, like what is yeah. he offering us in that
1: yeah. So good. I love that you, you brought up fear. And I think that that's such a real feeling and emotion that I still see so many people deal with on the daily. And I think that what's so true that we what we found is that every feeling, every emotion of those core emotions, there's a different invitation, which is so cool. Like mm-hmm. that there's something that. specific from Jesus For us in each one of these feelings, which is why we don't want to ignore them and why we don't want to suppress them and why we want to lean into them. Um, I can say in fear, the invitation in fear is actually faith. So when you have fear, so I look at that story, uh, the sour side is anxiety. So anxiety is when you begin to try to take the, the power back or the control back and you try to control it. You try to say like, oh, I'm so fearful of what might happen that I need to take it back into my own hands. But if we go to Jesus with our fear and we we lay that fear at his feet, we get this invitation to step into faith. And faith is when things are scary. Like it is yeah. scary, but this these are the moments when, when God does his best work, when God can step in and do the supernatural and, and show up for you. And it's those moments of coming back face to face with our fear, that our faith is actually deepened, that our faith is uncovered. And so Mm -hmm. I love that that's the invitation in fear. And then I wanted to piggyback off of uh, hurt. So we talked about hurt, the sour side Mm -hmm. of hurt is resentment. And then the invitation that Jesus offers us in hurt is actually healing. So when we're willing to admit our hurt, Jesus then can invite us into healing. And one of the, the scripture stories that I love that represents this is, um, Peter. So Peter denies Jesus. He does the thing that he says he will never do and, um, kind of betrays his, his Lord, his best friend, his teacher, all of these things. And, um, I think about if I was in Jesus's shoes, I would be Hurt like if Ken yeah. denied knowing me three times to somebody, and like in my hardest days, totally abandoned my side. Like I would feel all the resentment towards her. I would be like, "Well, I'm not going to be her friend anymore." And see if I ever show up for her on hard days again. But what you see is that when Jesus, after he resurrects, one of the first things he says is he says to he says to Mary, he says, "Hey, go and tell Peter." What about what has happened, and tell him that I want to meet with him. And essentially, that's Jesus setting up a moment of healing for Peter. And so Peter That's he has so to come good. it's so crazy. He has to come face <laughs> to face with Jesus and Jesus like he covers each one of those denials with that um you know where he says um feed my sheep like go feed my sheep he covers him he says hey no matter what has happened like your calling your commissioning remains the same. Uh do you yeah. love me feed my sheep feed my sheep he covers those. He gives Peter healing even though Peter was technically the one that hurt him. Jesus still offers him that healing. And then after that moment, you see this new version of Peter. And I love reading about Peter in Acts, but um, in 1 Peter 2.24, this is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, um, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that having died to sins, we might live for righteousness. And then it says, by his wounds, you have been healed. So Peter, the guy who got healing from Jesus, even though he was the guy who hurt Jesus, who like was the one who betrayed Jesus, who denied Jesus, Peter is the guy who in scripture says, hey, by the wounds of Jesus, by what Jesus did for you on the cross, you will actually find your healing. And so that means when we're hurting, we get to go to Jesus and lay it there and know that in what he has already done for us, we can receive any healing that can heal our hearts, that can heal our sorrows, and that can ultimately Mm -hmm. lead to restoration. And then oftentimes out of that healing that we receive from Jesus, we then can go and find healing in our earthly relationships and we can find forgiveness and we can find restoration. And- That that type of healing always starts with Jesus. And I just love that invitation. I mean, what a powerful invitation.
0: That's amazing. Oh, I'm just gonna be sitting in this for a long, long time. (laughs) (laughs) And I something I've loved so much that y'all have continued to go back to in this conversation is about how Jesus experienced all of these emotions. Like Mm -hmm. he he felt them in the fullest. And what I think is so cool about that is he was fully God and fully man and kind of full circle moment, like what we were talking about at the beginning, how both of you felt before you like really got into the word regarding this topic, thinking that feelings, we need to just get out of our feels. Like we need to stop feeling all the feelings. But then to see that Jesus felt emotion, it goes to show that wait, Like you were saying, like It's not the feelings that are the problem and to think too that we were made in the image of God and Jesus felt emotion. That goes to show that, okay, the emotions in me are actually pointing to the one who made me but if I go and look to myself or I go and look to the things of the world to figure out how to process through them, to figure out how to respond to them, then I'm going to end up either numbing them, thinking I'm identified by them, getting controlled Mm -hmm. by them but when I go to the one who made me and the one who has perfect emotion, then he's going to show me actually what he intended even in the midst of the broken world and even in the midst of skewed feelings, he's going to show me the beauty in it and what he actually created them in me for. And I, so I just have loved that y'all continue to go back to that. And it made me think of something my dad told me when I called him one time and I was just feeling super anxious. And he said, Emma, something that I think is really cool to pray is Jesus. What did you Mm -hmm. do when you felt this way? Mm -hmm. When you felt anxious, What, how did you respond? And I, I think sometimes we forget, we talk a lot about how Jesus was fully God and he is fully God and he sits on the throne, but he was, and still is fully man, seated at Mm -hmm. the right hand of the father. And I, I think that we do forget that. And so I just have loved that. And I've been so encouraged and I really think other people tuning in have as well regarding how often y'all just continue to go back to scripture to see how to address this. yeah, And it just like in a practical sense, can you share with people how, what questions can you practically ask the word whenever you are studying? Like, whenever you're reading through the story of Joseph, of course the spirit reveals things to you and he illuminates the word and it's so beautiful. But I know too, like whenever I study the word and I'm observing it, I'm asking, okay, like, like who is this? What's the situation that they were in? What happened two chapters before this that led Mm. up to it? So are there certain questions that you practically ask when you're studying the word that helps you like, helps you see that, oh, this actually... Like, I can learn something from this in my own life today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I think I love what you're saying, Emma, about just um, realizing that Jesus felt things because we just yeah. so forget that. We do. We kind of over-glorify um, the God side of Jesus, and we forget about the human side of Jesus. But I would just encourage everybody, read through the Gospels, look and look mm-hmm. for feelings because that is one of the coolest practices to do because i think so many of us we've we've read through the gospels and we we've been taught from a young age look at setting and the characters and like uh-huh. you know what's mm-hmm. the main theme and things like that and that's almost how yeah. we read the word of god but how fun to go and read uh Matthew Mark Luke and John and to just look for emotions and and that's underline good. and highlight Uh, anytime you see somebody feeling something or just asking yourself those questions. I love that you asked, like, what are some good questions? Like I would just ask myself anytime I'm processing through um, a Bible story, a passage of scripture, uh, what was that person feeling? And I might not be able to say in black and white, like they were feeling this, but if i put myself in in the shoes of that person what would i be feeling and and what would i be going through and then um looking at like has their feeling turned sour or mm-hmm. how, are they living into that invitation from jesus are they living into that as that is that feeling actually are they living into the beautiful thing that god has offered us because you'll see you'll see the characters of the Bible all over the map and feelings. Like sometimes yeah. they really beautifully respond to them and sometimes they are a hot mess. And I love <laughs> that because that's us too. too. We're going to be a hot yeah. mess in our feelings sometimes. And that's okay because thankfully there's always that invitation for us to step into. And then sometimes we're going to like know how to respond because we take it to Jesus and we let Jesus kind of transform that feeling into something else. Um, but I just say that's basic, but just like read through no, the Gospels so good. from the lens of feelings and look for them and you will be shocked at how many times you find them. It's so cool. It's so fun to do. Not just the Gospels, the whole Bible, but mostly the
2: Gospels. I feel like people have always asked that question like, who do you uh, relate most to in scripture <laughs> or whatever? And I've always kind of been like, uh, I don't know. I'd like kind of pick somebody. But honestly, after have... Having studied scripture in this way through feelings, now more than ever, I can relate to the the people in scripture and Jesus himself even deeper. Like we've talked about Peter some through this and I'm like, he's like my ultimate. It might be like a (laughs) seasonal thing. It might be like (laughs) come and go. But right now I'm like hardcore team Peter. I'm like, he felt all of the things and I Mm -hmm. learned so Much through it, like when he's like walking on water towards Jesus and looks at the wave about to crash him and then starts sinking. I'm like, That's me, he's experiencing this fear. But then what happens next is Jesus gets in the boat with him and sits there with him, and like, I'm like, That's where Jesus is for me. And like, it's you have so many new revelations of scripture when you look at the people and what they're feeling
0: guys. This is so good and so relatable. And so I want y'all to share where people can order the In My Feels Bible study. And also I know you have a devotional, like you have two portions to this incredible, incredible deal. So (laughs) let people know where they can get In My Feels and where they can follow you guys. Stay in tune with your ministry if people are on college campuses delight all the things let people know how they can stay in touch with y'all
2: oh man so fun okay yeah (laughs) so um both of the studies they come out october 3rd they're on pre-order right now but you can find them on our website for the girl dot com and you can get both of those there. Like Emma said, one is like more of a Bible study, a true Bible study where you're walking through the scripture, all these kind of stories you're hearing about. It's so fun and enlightening. And then it pairs with a devotional. So like for when I'm actually feeling this way, I can go into scripture and just have this devotional by my side as a tool. So you can find both of them on our website and everything else at For The Girl, our Instagram For The Girl underscore underscore underscore. And then <laughs> Delight is uh, the best ever. Um, anybody who's listening who's a college girl, you gotta know about Delight, whether. Um, There might be one at your school, and you can find that information on a website. There's a little tab that says, like, see if there's a delight chapter there. So search your university, and you'll see it there. And if if there's not, there's always an opportunity to step into leadership. And I feel like, Emma, your podcast listeners are, like – all leaders. So I'm going to convince them all. Oh, I believe it. To do (laughs) it. Step out in faith and start a chapter. There's nothing like leading. It's the best ever. So yeah.
0: (laughs) Guys, this is so good. My cup is just So full, and I'm so thankful for you all. I'm so thankful for your leadership. I just want to continue to encourage you to keep going. Don't grow weary of doing good. Continue to say yes to God and the things that seem little and the things that seem big. And just know that the Lord is using you to bring so much glory to His name. And I'm so, so thankful to know you. And Josh and I are in your corner so hardcore and continually. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Be encouraged because I love y'all.
2: Oh, we, we love, love you. you. Y'all and are we amazing. all the same ways. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's this, this is an
1: honor for us, an honor. Oh. Wow. Kenz and I for years have always, you are our favorite yes. follower on Instagram for our whole lives. <laughs> right, Kenz? true. It's oh my so gosh, true. Yeah. For years, I mean, before we knew you, MMA, we had weekly conversations about how adorable <laughs> you are and how much we love you.
0: It's Guys! What? My day is made. I love y'all so much.
2: You're the best ever.
0: Oh, well, lovely friends who are tuning in on Apple and Spotify, be sure and download, rate, review, share this with your people. I believe that this will be so encouraging, even if it's your guy friends, your husbands, your brothers, your dads. We all have feelings, and we all need to grow in how we process them and take them to the Lord. And if you are tuning in via YouTube, be sure and be sure and comment down below how you are encouraged and be sure and subscribe I'm so sorry I'm laughing so much because my dog is licking my toes (laughs) be sure and subscribe and give a thumbs up if you haven't and I love you so much and I'll talk to you next week